an undisclosed location in a basement somewhere in New York City. It's the Shredhead Podcast with your host, Oroku Saki, a.k.a. The Shredhead. Hey, what up, my mutant miscreants? And welcome back to yet another installment of the Shredhead Podcast. I know, I record when I want to. Uh, and, and that's just the way it is. I told y'all, man, I never I never lied to y'all. I never told y'all that this was something that it was not. I would record whenever I feel the need or the, the desire. I said, the, 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 the desire. Uh, anyway, that's enough of me. Swearing, I don't have to explain myself to you, and then explaining myself to you, you know. <laughs> right. I'm out here copping mad, please, already. Anyway, thank you for still rocking with your boy, mutant miscreants. It is I, Oroko Saki, aka the Shredder. <laughs> Thank you. And you hear the boy. You'll hear my main brain. You'll hear the mayor of Dimension X. The brains of the outfit. My brother in, in arms. Well, my brother without arms. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. Thank you for being a good sport, Krang. My boy, my main brain. Mayor Krang. Krang. Hey, you know what? I never noticed, Krang. Never mind. I don't even want... Fuck it, fuck it, man. We're here. This is the this is the trust tree. Krang, I never noticed. I just made a joke about you not having arms and then your, your theme. You say, you're Mayor Krang, you're here to lend a helping hand, man. Was that, was that self-deprecating humor, Krang? Yeah. My man, all right, dog. All this time, all this time, shit been going over my head, bro. I know, right, kid? No, no, give me the full boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you. All right, man. <laughs> Enough of this tomfoolery. Let's get in. Let's get into the shits, man. Uh, well, National BA Action. You know, normally, I would come on here and tout, tout the victories of the, the New York Knickerbockers. Um, and because, you know, I've gotten a little used to victory. See the play tricks, oh, like Build you up just to lose the championship. Mm, that, that, that still really annoys me. Um, but I still appreciate you, Krang. Uh, you know, the Knicks have solidified this, solidified their spot in the National BA uh, playoffs. And so, um, you know, when I, when I, when I, what was it, the episode, um, Tis the Preseason, I believe, was it, Krang? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I came on here, I made a lot of bold predictions, um, some of which did not come true, others which came even truer than I thought they would, um, so, you know, at the top of the show, I just want to pay respects to Chef Curry, my man, 
he got all the way you know he he was he was the uh he was the vegeta um uh what was the old lincoln park song that y'all niggas loved to put to his video to uh vegeta videos um the Oh my God! What was that song? You know which ones. You know which ones. The song where you guys, you know, were crying, lamenting your failures, right? In the end, that's what it was. In the end, the song where uh, was that Lincoln Park? Is that Lincoln? That is Lincoln Park. I always confuse Lincoln Park and Limp Biscuit, but um, whatever. Lincoln Park is slightly better, I guess. Uh, yeah, the song where you niggas lament your failures all the time. In the end, in the end, it doesn't even matter. Uh, is the, it, it actually, and that is the stance that a lot of you perpetual losers will take. But I offer you an alternative view of the whole thing. Steph Curry, um, for all intents and purposes, did not need to try as hard as he did uh in the season and this is why i take you niggas with a grain of salt every time you talk about people taking rests or you talk about people um phoning it in you talk about people um not having loyalty to a team steph curry and i get it for those of you who who hated the warriors on their reign of terror i don't know whatever deal with it um but when i look at this season for steph curry even though he just fell short of making the playoffs then what you know he goes in he has a good showing against utah you know what i mean great all right probably still loses just because utah is boring but objectively better than these wounded and underdeveloped warriors because now when the warriors come back at full strength for what they will have next year um you know i i, I would love to see what's going to happen with this bandwagon will they win the chip i'm not sure should should steph curry still win the mvp award absolutely 100 percent yeah listen that's because called motherfucking bars, nigga. Right. You know nothing about that. You don't know anything about that, uh, mutant miscreants. Um, you know, well, listen, I'm going to give you guys credit. You have me to tell you what to think. So, of course, you're on the up and up. You know what's happening here. Steph Curry should be the MVP of the National BA because we're talking about most valuable players, uh, not just to the league, but... You know, most people have to be the most valuable player to their teams. Sorry, Bron's been... Bron was hurt too long. And, you know, he's been still... He's been bringing in AD to kind of groom him. AD... Hmm, you know what I mean? Uh, hurt the majority of the season. Um, but just not seemingly there when he is there, if that makes any sense. He's, he seems to be there in, in, in the physical only um right now and i don't know if that's just him trying to work himself back into a lather uh but dog you you're you're like the biggest kid on the court uh you know he's skilled ball up man come on
It is now time to get your grits together. As Grandma Saki used to say, uh, or Grandma Oroko used to say, uh, let's see. There is also the matter. Like I said, man, Steph Curry, MVP. I could go around the whole league and, you know, pick and choose different people. The Nets have three MVPs. Uh, the fucking New Jersey Nets. Uh, I mean, unless we want to do Julius Randle. Um, I'm cool with that. But shut up, man. Um, let's get... Yeah, you know, I, I, like I said, if you want to make a Julius Randle... Man, um, set your ass down. I know. that That's Cap. But uh, if I had to look at one person... I go through each individual team and I see one person who has been the most valuable player, not only to their teams, but in the league, it is Steph Curry. Um, so, even though they fell short of the offs, anybody would have... Any other team doesn't even smell the playoffs. Anybody else in that position, you know, maybe. Maybe I've, I've been hearing people say Chris Paul. Chris Paul is kind of like, you know, uh, that manager that comes in and turns franchises around. But, you know, again, Phoenix, Phoenix wasn't weak. They weren't trash. They were just young, you know. Uh, they went into the playoffs last year. Well, they didn't go into the playoffs. They they did everything that they were supposed to do to make the playoffs in the bubble, and it still didn't work out for them mathematically. They were not trash. These Warriors from last year, where Steph Curry was hurt, from where Clay was hurt, from where uh, Green was in and out, they were trash. They uh, he, Kelly Oubre at the beginning of this year, utterly useless. Kelly Oubre right now, mm, I don't know. Uh, Andrew Wiggins had been written off as a fucking bum. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what else do you want him to do? Um, uh, who else do we have? So even now, so he, he went from Chef Curry kind of to like Coach Curry on the court where he took these young boys. And this is why I say again, MVP. He's not only playing as hard as he can, he's developing younger players around him. He's gelling. He's teaching them chemistry. Um, you know, like, come on, man. Give that man. That, that's where the award goes. I don't even, I, I think he's great. I think he's fine, you know. He's not my favorite player. Again, you know, I'm a Julius Randle. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a, uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a Butler in Miami guy. You know, I like a, a, a killer who looks angry. I, I just, just vibes, man. You know. So yeah, listen. That's cool. When you got a guy bars, nigga, who goes in you there know nothing about and that. just has the positive attitude, like he could, you know, sometimes he's, and he also has shown his frustration. And that, too, is fine because it's human. So, anyway, uh, that was a long-ass uh, diatribe about why Steph Curry should win the MVP award. But I'm, I've am i made it, and that's fine. It's my show. I'll do it. If you don't like it, you can make your own show. Mutant miscreant. Anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, damn. Maybe I should have opened the show with this, but um, Paul Mooney passed away. So that sucks. Um. Yeah, thank thank you for playing no sound, Crang. I appreciate you. Um, let's just let it hang. But uh, you know, 
a, a man who was never afraid to say what was on his mind, a man who actually delighted in saying what was on his mind, especially if it was going to piss off the right people. Um, I never felt, you know, just as a black man watching uh, Paul Mooney, I never felt like he was trying to be um, counterproductive, you know, by like calling other people coons or whatever, which he did, but it was also funny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like uh, antagonizing Michael Jackson, Wayne Brady, Wayne Brady, who, you know, was a, uh, who felt some type of way and I feel him and that's fine. And if you do feel some type of way, you should say something about it. Um, I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. I, I just chased my tail on that one. Um, yeah, he did, he did say that Wayne Brady made Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X. God damn, bro. Um, <laughs> Got him. Yeah, but that's also your job as a comedian. And Wayne Brady, as a comedian, understood it, but he took it, you know, he took it how he, I mean, we're humans. It's fine. Um, say all that to say, a lot of comedy, a lot of things don't happen for black folks without Paul Mooney being there. Um, you know, creating opportunities for Richard Pryor, creating opportunities for Eddie Murphy, for, you know, Robert Townsend, Keenan Ivory Wayans, being there to back Chappelle. Uh, that's a strong ally to have in comedy. Uh, just a guy who was willing to play the background, pop up and say something every now and again, who didn't need to be the absolute star, who helped to drive other stars and mentor. So that was cool, man. Um, now, whether or not he has some questionable... <sighs> You know, we have to be fair, um, you know, and not not even, you know, his, you know, queer tendencies like that, of course, is not problematic. But uh, maybe the age of some of the men he was involved with. And I say men as in male, but not necessarily. Anyway, I'm not going to go with rumors and innuendo. Um I'm not, that was irresponsible. Strike, strike it from the record, Krang. Um, don't, don't, don't erase this. Anyway, yeah, man. So uh, rest, rest in peace to a pioneer, you know? A pioneer who managed to continue to pioneer things into his old age. Uh, nigga always looked the same. That's black don't crack. Uh, and thank you for the, I, I, I'm thankful. Krang, we need to put this in our soundboard. Uh, everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. That's my favorite thing. And that's just something that came off the top of his head, it seemed like. I love it. Uh, we'll be right back with more Shredhead Podcast after this message from the Hyphen Podcast Group. Masters Shredder. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Malachi. And this is Alejandra. And you're sitting on the couch and your life is passing you by because you're not watching Insert Name Here. 
catch us Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you missed us, you can catch us on Friday on Spotify and Amazon. Yeah, obvious nonsense, gang, gang. Hyphen Podcast Squad, you never take us down. All right, Krang. Thank you, my friend. We are back with the Shredhead Pod. Uh, I guess I just wanted to speak on something just very general. I don't have any any names to uh, attach the, these these bobs to. Um, I don't guess I'm necessarily trying to be make any um, controversial statements, but uh, basically, some of y'all gotta fuck off. You know. Yes, I know it's a very general statement. Uh and again, I'm not aiming it at anyone in particular, but. Just in general, you know, just just a reminder to to not be a dick. Um, what brought this on? I don't know. I'm just on one, I guess. But when we talk about, you know, people, the, the old cliche of there are two kinds of people, and um, I was in, I was of that mind a minute ago until I just thought of a third kind of person. So. Let's ground this whole diatribe in this statement that there are two, three kinds of people. Three, three kinds of people. One, the salt of the earth, the best kind of person, someone who goes through something traumatic, something terrible, or just a hard life in general. You know, just no roller coaster, just everything going down all the time. And then maybe, hopefully, by the grace of God, you're able to come back up or come up and learn from experiences, um, develop a, a personality or a character, as most of us like to be. And um, you take those experiences, those negatives that happen, and you turn them into positives. And you do your damnedest to ensure that no one else will ever have to endure what you endured, right? Of course they will. But if they come across you, you will be a boon unto them. That's one type of person. Then there's the other dickhead who <clears throat> who uh, goes through something, same set of circumstances, same bad hand they've been dealt uh, the previous person, but they do that, and what it does is harden them and turn them turns them into a dickhead, right? And that's fine. Like we at least can point to reasons as to why those people are the way they are, right? You have a hard life; it's going to affect you. You're a human being. Maybe it turns you into a sociopath, but, you know, at least, you know, we can, we know where to, where to point. And then, of course, there's the third person. This guy, this person is the shittiest of all the people because they've never endured anything. They've never had a problem. Life has been a layup for them. And now, when they see anyone else approaching their status or anywhere uh or or not even someone approaching their status someone improving their own status uh, uh thus becoming a threat 
for 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 that uh for for the dickhead for the third person that we're talking about here. Thus, you know, any measure of happiness, uh, anywhere of the uh, pursuit of happiness, um, any win, any victory that this person uh, can muster uh, is instantly looked down upon. If you know, if I were a poor person and I got food stamps and I chose to spend my money on things that were, you know, name brand or God forbid I buy lobster, you know, because sometimes I don't want to feel like, you know, just poor and abject, abject, you know, heaven forbid that poor people be able to eat sea roaches. You niggas have been duped. Lobster, though, I mean, I guess it's kind of fine. I guess it's fine. I think it's, you know, some of y'all, some of y'all hype up lobster. But I digress. Um, yeah, man, you niggas need to, to chill out. Uh, I guess maybe I'm talking about white women overall. Oh, Crank, I ain't even peep. You didn't have the, you don't even have the soundboard on, my nigga. You're wilding right now. Oh, no wonder I wasn't feeling any support. Well, Crang, this, this, my friend, this is odd. Yes, there most certainly is really a Krang here. There most certainly is supposed to be a soundboard. Ah, uh, this is quite embarrassing. Anyway, man, listen, either way, maybe maybe it's fine. It's, it's for the best, Krang. Don't even look up the board. Man, sit your ass down. <laughs> you sit your ass down, Krang. Uh, no, for real, for real, sit down. Don't even, don't even try to set it up now. It's all good because... You know, I'm I'm sitting in front of my pupils. I've turned my chair around. I uh, I'm leaning my face on the headrest there, and my chin. They are listening. Just I'm just going to sit here and rap with the youth. You know, well, not in person, obviously, because of this ghetto ass COVID, y'all. You Earthlings have, and well, of course, my. My stay away order from from minors, not for anything weird, but of course because of the endangerment to the whole child endangerment thing or minor endangerment thing with uh, you know building the Foot Clan out of mostly teenage martial artists. Anyway, that's man, that is that is such a small deal. You know, why are we even talking about that? You know. Thank you. What? Crang? I told you don't get, don't bring out the soundboard. I told you not to, you know, not to do any of that shit and then here you'll come. And then you don't even have the right soundboard. I don't know what you're, you're wilding. Anyway, man. That's, shut up, Crang. You know, um, yeah, Crang, you got me all fucked up, bro. Anyway, man, d you know, decide to not be, at, at least decide to not be the third person, you know, like, there's, someone's always got it worse than you, and that's fine. Someone's always got it better than you, and that's fine. And this is a very, very general statement. This is a very, I know, 
I'm not uh, reinventing the wheel. I know I'm I'm not breaking the code or uh, this this isn't major key. But just know that uh, some some of you, you know, some of y'all niggas, <laughs> some of y'all trash, bro. So uh, anyway, with that said, we'll be back with our shred commendation. Uh, and do we have a Cretan of the Week? Then I don't know. Oh, Krang. Chill. We'll be back. Hey, what's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, The Godfather here. Special shout-out to B-Hyphen and Handsome Bane for the WrestleCast Power Hour, and it's available everywhere, podcasts or streams. So everybody check them out. You know the Godfather will, and it's time once again for everybody at the Hyphen Podcast Group to come aboard the whole train. Smell your latest sweaty marks. Masters. All right, we're back with the end, the the anchor, I guess you could say, of the hyphen. Uh, what? No, the hyphen podcast. Gee, hey, Craig. Yeah, I, listen. No, that was not a bar. We both. All right, we're both fucking up. Anyway, uh, welcome back to the shredded pod. Uh. And uh, I guess it's time for some shred commendations and a Cretan of the Week, maybe? No. No. No, there is no Cretan of the Week this week because we're talking about a fucking hero. But we'll get to that in a second. Uh, the shred commendation, of course, is... Um, well, <laughs> I said of course, like y'all was watching it with me. Uh, let's go with uh, the spiritual successor to the Studio Ghibli Films... Uh, Mirai, that is M-I-R-A-I. Uh, if you have small children at home, I do not anymore. I am not allowed to work with young, with young people because I turn them into ninjas. Um, but if you are, um, you know, interested, if you are allowed to be around children and you are turning them into ninjas, uh, I would suggest this film. It is called Mirai. It is, um, studio... It, well, it's G-Kids, so I guess it's like Studio Ghibli. It's not Miyazaki. It's very well done. Uh, kid who, um, just had a baby. Uh, well, the kid just had a baby. No, the kid just had a baby sister. His family is wel- just welcomes in a little baby named Mirai. Uh... Mirai, of course. Any of you who are well-versed with Dragon Ball uh, translations know that Mirai means future, and we are used to calling him Future Trunks. Mirai Trunks. Anyway, Mirai means future, and so um, she's a little baby, and he's jealous as all hell, and, um, you know, it deals with that. It does a very good job of dealing with sibling rivalry, little 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 baby shit you know um and it's fine it's cute um the kid is kind of a brat though 
uh, it's, it's, it's hard to root for him. Things happen. It's almost like a, it feels a lot like Scrooge, but for older, older kids, uh, older siblings. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the way to put it. It's like Scrooge, but for younger siblings. For older siblings who don't like their younger siblings. There you go. He's visited by future versions of himself, his dog, and of course, his sister Mariah. And it's, uh, it's cute, man. Enjoy. Um, you know, the, the kid is a brat, but eventually it, 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 it's still good, though. Don't let, don't let a character piss you off in a movie. It's, you know, anyway, it's good. It's good. Mirai, G-Kids. Uh, I forget who directed it. It was not Miyazaki. Anyway, that's, that's the Shred Commendation. But now, instead of a Cretan of the Week... No, you Cretans! No, crying. He's not the Cretan of the Week. This man is a, a hero. And I didn't mention him at the top of the show because I wanted to give him his flowers. I wanted to give him the most... Um, I wanted to give him the most important spot on the show. Uh, I am, of course, talking about the god Kwame Brown. Yeah, there you go. Let's celebrate him. Toot the horns. Uh, I love it, man. I, I know I'm not the only one. I know that I'm not telling you anything new. That uh, by watching Kwame Brown just eviscerate everyone. Um... You know, like, go for it, man. You deserve it, bro, because as a young man, as a, 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 a I don't even think he was 18 when he was drafted into the league to play under uh, the guidance and tutelage of one Michael Jordan. Um, but, you know, he got in there and was critically panned by everyone. I'll, I'll say it. You know, I was there. Um... Yeah, man, a lot of people trash this young kid. And we, you know, have to, we have to cut him, not even cut him some slack. We owe him an apology for the way that we, for the way we treated him and the way that we treat, um, you know, just most young athletes, college athletes especially, um, you know, we expect them to come in here and we yell at them for messing up our, and I say our, I just mean like people collectively, sports fans collectively, are just entirely too hard on people who are very skilled at a thing that we will never be, well, that y'all will never be good at. I, uh, of course, am an accomplished ninja uh, assassin, so of course I'm athletic. But for you, um... For for those of you, and I, I hope that this makes all of us look at ourselves, um, you know, and our tendencies to talk down to people who are thrust in a situation where Kwame Brown more than likely was trying to make money for, you know, a family. Like, you know, you, if you take 10 seconds to hear the man's story, uh, you will know that he, that the league was supposed to solve a lot of his problems, and instead, um, the crown that he was forced to wear uh, as somewhat of a uh, an heir apparent uh, 
hand-selected by Michael Jordan, um, you know, that's just a very, very unfair situation. And I don't care that he waited 20 years to come roaring back because, you know, maybe he didn't feel like maybe he's had enough. I don't know what spurred all of this. Um, I don't want to dig too deep into it because it, it may affect my ability to enjoy it. I'm just here for the ride. I'm literally here for the ride for when you see Kwame get into that car, you find him behind that wheel, I'm, I'm sorry, that truck. You see him in that truck and somehow Kwame Brown is both younger than me and way older than me at the same time. It's incredible. He's, he's like a granddaddy, like, he, you know, he's like, he's, he's like a throwback to the, to the granddaddy from South Carolina who comes in and whoops everybody. So, you know, he's like legendary for his, for his ass whippings. And of course that he will also like buy the whole neighborhood ice cream off the ice cream truck, if that makes any sense. He gives, he comes off that kind of energy. So, um, shout out to Kwame Brown letting niggas letting everybody have it man because all of those people deserve it it seems like i don't know i i don't remember anything i don't remember what jamel hill said about him uh i love rachel nichols but you know if listening to his side of what he said she said about him or said to him you know what i mean like everybody everybody was taking shots at kwame brown you know at one point or another and him um you know I was, I'm glad to see he got the run with Kobe, even, I'm not sure if they want a chip, um, crying, look that up, but either way, man, uh, I'm just glad to see that, you know, he has a, a, um, an outlet, you know, and that we all have the right to go after people for, you know what I'm saying, 20, 2001, 20 years ago. Oh, damn, I didn't even know he was from Charles. He is from Charleston, South Carolina. Well, there you go. All right. Um, let me see. Doot, doot, doot. Sorry, folks. I'm just really trying to see if he had a chip. Um, oh, my God. And everything he's saying about um, every single thing that he's saying about Charlemagne the hoe I love it I love it man so good on him good on if you the, the vengeance you know me I'm all about my vengeance baby so if Kwame is going after folks and they're shook to say anything about him even Steve Jack even uh Bonds those are my guys too I like I like Jack and I like I like um all the smoke I mean, and that's his, that is what he's bringing. So, yes, don't do the classic thing of trying to make it sound like he's a crazy man because he obviously got a bone to pick. Um, and he's right, and he's talking about 20 years, you know. And it wasn't like it happened 20 years ago when it stopped happening. Like, his, his career was, what, 13 years long? So, you know, he was always hearing about how he was a bust and how he wasn't as good as... He shouldn't have been a number one draft pick. And he didn't pick himself number one like Michael Jordan did. <laughs> the, the nigga y'all love so much. I swear, Jordan, well, anyway, anyway. Fuck Michael Jordan. I, anyway, um, 
Nigga, 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 nigga. Cause I'm a motherfucking nigga. Somehow that's right. And I don't even know if you should have that button crying. I'm not sure if you came out of a black man's head or if you were like a anyway, because anyway, anyway, um, crying, maybe, maybe you don't. Um, and then. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. How about? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's. Oh, I'm sorry. Krang is, Krang is putting up an X with his hands, saying that. Well, I guess I mean you didn't mean, he didn't mean to press that. But oh, Krang, they are going to drag you on Twitter. They're going to drag you. Maybe we cut this. Nope. 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 We leave it. We leave it in. Nope. We're going to leave it in, Krang. Yeah. Krang invites the smoke. Anyway, um, we've been here for a while, folks, and so I think it's time for us to head on out. But anyway, check out all the Kwame Brown rants. I love it. Um, get your revenge, player. Uh, get your money. I hope this translates into something bigger for you. Um, I hope that there is a marketing scheme behind it all because, you know, we live in America. We live on ghetto-ass earth. So everything has to translate to dollars and cents at some point. So uh, much love to, to you, Kwame, if you want to come through. The door is always open. Uh, as for the rest of you mutant miscreants, uh, I don't know when the next time you're going to hear from me or see from me. So maybe you'll listen to this episode a few times. Uh, in the meanwhile, I just need you to look over there and... Sayonara, suckers. Peace. This, this is a hyphen podcast production.